consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. The Weird Mountain Gals. That's right. It's straight from uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, I love that actor, too. He's so good. Who is he? I've never I seen him. I can't remember his name. He's in a uh, lot of stuff. He's got that kind of stretchy, rubbery face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's something else. Well, I haven't seen a thing worth watching that I've heard about in the last few weeks. I don't know. Have you? Yeah, I I'm going to go on a bit, little tiny bit of a rant, if you'll excuse me. Not that we ever do that on this show, but this damn Jeffrey Dahmer thing, I just find that so disturbing. What? I don't even know what you're there talking about. There is some about. kind of Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries on right now. with a, And it's uh, not a documentary. It's like, you know, it's like a... It's, it's for like entertainment. Yeah. And I... I I don't know why I find like that more deeply disturbing than a lot of things, but I just thought, who would watch that? Who would watch it? And tons of my friends are watching it. Yeah, well. Because, well, you know, I love all that true crime. I love serial killers. I love all that. And I just, I find it so distasteful that it's like the gorge rises up when I, it's like, why would you even think that's entertainment? What is wrong with you? Well, I can tell you exactly what it is. They've seen so much violence and bloodshed and so so much of that stuff that it no longer shocks them. And it, it, it that's it. I'm sure I of it. You're right. I, I, I mean, I've, I've seen the way people get when they get addicted to these video games. I've watched people's personalities change. We used to have LAN parties. Do you know what a LAN party is? No, I don't think I do, by that name anyway. What, what is it? Well, a LAN party was when all the computer geeks, the hardcore geeks, they would build themselves a computer and then strap a, or put a uh, suitcase handle on the top of the tower, and that's how they would carry their, their computer around. And there would always be some super-duper, you know, heavy-duty computer and they would go and sit like we I had a lot of them at my office because I had programmers and stuff that worked for me. And they come in because they liked my connection. It was very fast. It was faster than most anywhere else that you could go because I worked on the Internet. So I had like the T1 lines and all that stuff. And it was really stable. That meant that they could game. So they get in there and they'd have these land parties where they were they would hardcore game for an entire weekend. They'd pass out at their desk to sleep, and then they'd sit back up and start gaming some more. And, and they were gaming with people from all over the world. 
who were they were also you know big in games over here and over here over here and these people i would walk into the room and there'd be 10 of these computer geeks who were just code monkeys during the day and then they would just be shooting the hell out of people on these computer screens it was it was awful i mean it was blood and just so much violence and their personalities would change so they'd be talking to these games and they'd be saying all this stuff about murdering this and i got this many kills and you know take that you know and <laughs> I mean, after a while, it just ceased to have a lot of meaning. Wow. The of dying a violent death wow. was just something that was there all the time. So that's that's that, along with the fact that I don't like to be manipulated at all, and I, and I was highly offended and pissed off if when I learned about marketing as I was learning about it and things like subliminal advertising and all of that. And I just, I just really do have a problem with mass media and watching too much of it. It just, and, and not just the violent gross stuff either. There, there's this whole sexual norm out there that they're putting in people's brains. There's, you can, you name it and you can be manipulated by it through mass marketing. You name it. It could yeah. be food. It, yeah. it could be an obsession with being popular or beautiful. And especially children, they don't have a chance when it comes to being protecting themselves against that sort of thing, changing their thought patterns. Well, they don't no, have a chance. Because they are learning so much, so rapidly. Yeah. And and they're sponges. Children are like sponges taking in information. Oh, yes, they are. And yes, they do. And and so the TV is not just an all-purpose babysitter. But again, see, I'm not qualified to, to actually have that opinion because I don't have a child. But as well, I do you have a TV? Um, <laughs> Well, it's not, that's not an issue. If I wanted to watch something, I could get online and do it. Uh, that's the way it goes now. If you have a YouTube TV account, you can see anything, anything. You can see live TV, local TV. Uh, you can see all your movie channels, all your other stuff, and you can let it record and you can watch it on any device and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so, and I've got, in the Fem Cave in Hendersonville, uh -huh. I've got I've got a television there in the Fem Cave. <laughs> but don't uh -huh. laugh. The reason I got it was because I, <laughs> I used to put my laptop screen on it, and I would work that way. I'd sit there in that chair in the corner, and then I'd work on the TV, you know, with the, this wireless keyboard and wireless mouse, and I'd use the TV up there as my as my screen. <laughs> So that's why I actually have the TV, but I can watch TV on it too if I want to. Well, there you go, man. I, I actually love watching old vintage TV like Soul Train and Laugh In. Oh, yeah, me too. Do you remember Laugh In? Did you ever watch that? I did. Yeah, that was, my mother loved that show. Laugh In. I, I 
thought that I loved it. And I went back and watched a few years ago, just a couple of episodes. And I thought, you know, this is not nearly as cool as I used to think it was. No, and it's not nearly as funny as it was then, I think. <laughs> and so, but some of the actors, oh, they're so good. But you never heard of them again after the show went off. Yeah, well, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Were you a MASH girl? Did you watch MASH? Yes, I did. I thought yeah. MASH felt very important to me, and it still does. Yeah, I agree. You know, Billy was Hawkeye in the school play of MASH. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I will never forget him singing the, the theme song to MASH. Uh, on, and the, the play had ended, and it was on a somber note, and the curtain came down. And the lights went just on Billy. He was the only one on stage. And he just quietly sat there. And he acapella sang, Suicide is Painless. Oh, have you my ever, gosh. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard the theme song to MASH? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I'll never forget that. Never forget it. Wow. <laughs> you know, we were so, we were so close to the Vietnam War then that that felt like something you could you could understand because i mean korea and vietnam one stepped right into the other yeah and and vietnam had such a profound effect i think maybe not on yours cuz you're younger than i am but had such a profound effect on my teenage years i, oh, I didn't yeah. i didn't understand what it was about i just didn't understand it it just kind of blew my mind I did not understand it well, I didn't have an older brother, but I had friends who had older brothers who got drafted or volunteered, enlisted, I guess is what we call that, don't we? And, yeah. um, you know, and then you see them come back and then yeah. some of them don't come back. And yeah. the ones that I just remember one in particular, a real close friend of mine, her brother came back. And he just, he wasn't right. Yeah. And he spent the rest of his life out on a farm, out in Leicester, Sandy Mush, somewhere out there, and had, <clears throat> took in any stray animal he could find. He had, you know, a donkey and cow and a llama and dogs and cats and all that stuff. And, and he finally, years later, decades later, killed himself. Mm. And, it was, and it was Vietnam that, that did it. It was, yeah. it was numb. It was what we did there and who we were there and who we are now, really, if you think about it. The nothing's, things they saw. Nothing's changed, really. I, I can't imagine how horrible that would be to try and live through. I just can't. I mean, that's, I know I must be just some sort of wuss, okay? But I cannot imagine it, what those people have went through. And, well, and, you know, and, you, you look at that and, I mean, any war where where people volunteer or get drafted either way, but I, I wouldn't trust an 18-year-old to do anything. <laughs> and these 17 and 18-year-olds were fighting, fighting for what they were fighting for. And the idea of that is just horrifying. There's a song that is one of one of my favorites to this day, and it's one. It's a crazy song, but it's called "19." Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
in Vietnam and it talks about the average age was 19. And then yeah. it goes, no, 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 19. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. we were just having that talk, Craig and I, about old cheesy music and the one, the old cheesy music that we loved. Uh-huh. So that song came up, came up. Um, one Night in Bangkok came up. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, man. Song? I love all the music from that show. <laughs> that what show? It, it's from Chess. It was a musical by uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and I can't remember who. Uh, and it was based in the chess world. Are you kidding me? No, no. I mean, no, I'm not. I feel I feel dumb now because all of this time, I actually thought that chess was the name of the band that sang that song. I no, thought it was like right, a one-hit wonder song. Yeah, it was not Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was Tim Rice, though, who used to be his partner. It was his partner in some things. Oh, wow. And a man named Bjorn Ulvaeusen. Wow. I had no and Yeah. Idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a cool dance song, and it was by some one-hit wonder band named Chess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like they were going to do a revival of that. Because, you know, chess is now super popular. Um, yeah, it's got, man, the score for that musical is so good. What do you think about this uh, cold weather? I Are watched you- it come in. I watched it come in that night. And I, all that wind just blew it right in. And I just, it seems like it sent me into a different place. And when the wind died down the next morning, the outdoors were different. It was Mm -hmm. fall. It was that fast. That fast. We had seen some signs. And, but not, not anything yet. But yeah, it felt it. I feel the storm coming. The one from the hurricane. Yeah. And I'm, my thoughts are down there, and I know yours are too. And our yeah, listeners I've, too. I've got really good friends down there, and they're hunkered down. Yeah. I, I think a few of them actually have come up, you know, mm-hmm. to stay with family outside of the uh, area of, uh, yeah. of concern. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm thinking about them and I know you are too. And I just, uh, but this weather has been, it feels very significant to me and I, yes, I'm not does. quite sure why, but except, you know, tower time, it's going to be something, something's going to be going on. We'll yeah. have mer- mercury and Gatorade or something. <laughs> well, I mean, if it slows down to a category three, mm-hmm. that'll be bad, but not as bad if, as it, if it hits at a high cat four, that'll and, be and very bad. As of this time, that's what they're expecting to happen. Yep. Yeah. So this is Wednesday, middle of the day, folks. And it hasn't hit really yet. No. We're still waiting to see. But, you know, this, this coming Sunday, I think, is going to be a huge amount of rain for this area. And by the time we get to Sunday, we will have 
if if all these models are correct, we're going to have a ton of rain. The weather's just cold and rainy, and it's 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 chilly weather, soup weather. Mm-hmm. It's fireplace weather. Well, I'm sitting here right now in a little hoodie with a scarf around my neck. Mm. Well, I wore socks to bed last night. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I know. Well, I wear I wear socks to bed all the time, even in the summer. I put a little lotion on my feet. Oh, you're so smart. Well, because my feet, you know, they're my Achilles heel. <laughs> I, I have to take care of them, or else I am just crippled up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you do. I'm glad yeah. So I do. I do. I take good. I try to take good care of them. I. I need to find myself a good pair of hiking boots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm so peculiar. Y'all going to laugh at me. But they can't be too heavy. Mm-hmm. And the sole has to be able to bend just a little bit. So I can't have those really stiff uh, soles. And they can't cramp my toes. They got to have a big square toe box because I got the longest damn toes anybody I know. I got like monkey toes. <laughs> and, they have, and the shit, so the, t- the toe box of the boot has to be pretty broad. I tried putting on cowboy boots one time and I thought, God almighty, how does anybody walk in these? Well, well they get comfortable. Well, see, I can't have a shoe that gets comfortable because I will not wear it. <laughs> I have to right. put it on my feet and go, ah, oh, this feels wonderful. I can wear these. Yeah. Well, I'm looking right now. Hang on and let me see. There's, I would, uh, personally, I, I'm a Crocs girl, as you know. So I don't know. I don't have a huge opinion, but let me just look up boots. There we go. That's what you need. The, po- the Crocs classic Neo Lux boot. They're made of plastic, though, right? They're made of recycled plastic, yeah. And they make my feet stink. Plastic shoes make my feet stink. Well, these are lined. They have they have wool lining that you can take out and wash. And, of course, they also have um, some others that have, like, holes in them or something, like classic Crocs do. These just mm-hmm. look like regular boots, but they yeah, feel but like not, Crocs. But they're not hiking boots. I would say they are, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm looking at them. I don't look like hiking boots to me, but maybe they are. I don't know. Are you? Do they have like a white circle in the middle? Forty four ninety nine. Uh, I think I did see that. Yeah, molded cross light sports, blah blah blah, and rubber outsole for traction. Lightweight, flexible. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing feels like a crop. And I, I know yeah. I'll get a lecture. I know you are the crop girl. I'm going to look through here and see what I see. Yeah, look under their work stuff because they have a line of, of shoes that are for work. If I cared what my shoes looked like, I might care that they were crops and looked a certain way. But I wear, for the most part, plain black shoes all the time. Plain black, low furry kind of shoes. That's all. Because, you know, I got giant feet and... <laughs> I mean, even if they made attractive shoes in a size 10 or 11, yeah, I would, I would be super hyper aware. Oh, look, I've got on bright yellow shoes now. I look like a duck. <laughs> so I don't I don't care. It, it just I have to have comfortable shoes. That's all. 
And if I've got, I've got a couple pair of kind of dress up shoes that I can wear for about, oh, three, four hours before I start crying. Mm. And I wear those to, you know, weddings and funerals. Well, yep. Well, I'm a tennis shoe girl. I wear those damn sneakers all the time that look like Converse, but they're Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got, got a couple of pairs of boots that uh, are not Crocs. And I, I, I'll put them on and it's just like, oh my God, these are so heavy. <laughs> they are. They really are. The The Crocs that I wear are made out of that cross-like material and they float <laughs> so, because they've got, yeah. they're yeah. just like ivory soap. Ivory soap would float because it had so many air bubbles in it. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's the truth. And that's, uh, these, these shoes are that way too. Because I used to get out on the lake with my friends who would make fun of me because I was wearing these Crocs, right? And I'm like you, I don't give a damn. I like my Crocs. I'm going to wear them. And they would take the take my shoes off of me when I when I was in the water. And then they'd like set them set them sailing. They'd just send them out on the water. They'd just be floating away. You have to go get, go get your shoes. Yes, yes. They would think that yeah. was so funny. Um, what can we say? And then I remember in the work environment seeing these restaurant workers who had these shoes that wouldn't slip that looked kind of like clogs. Like Dansko's shoes for crews. Right. And yeah. that, those were all crocs. A lot of those were crocs that I saw. Yeah, because the Dansko's are so heavy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know why. And they don't move, know you know. The, the sole doesn't bend. Yeah. I got to have me a bendy sole. Yeah. Best shoes I ever had, and I have not been able to find any I can afford since then, were uh, were clogs, and it was a leather upper and a cork sole. Oh wow! Oh golly, they were re- very comfortable uh, and not too hard to keep on. I like a clog. Yeah, yeah, I do too. The I used to have. I used to wear. I don't know if you remember these or not, the Ann Calso Earth Shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wore I like, the first too. generation of them that didn't, it didn't matter that her name was Ann Calso. People just liked that it was an Earth Shoe. And then later on, I think the company might have maybe had to downsize through the years or something. And then it started coming back for some reason. And her name, this Ann Calso, is associated with the shoes. But the thing about the earth shoes, do you remember they were they were shaped like a foot? So they were wider at the top. Oh, and yeah. They, and it was like a negative gravity thing. And it was negative gravity heel. That's right. And they were totally uncomfortable to walk in until you got used to them. Yeah. But they, they were some really good exercise for your calves. And so a few years ago, I went searching for earth shoes and I wanted the vintage earth shoes. I want the real thing, not this, not this and Calso version of it. Um, and I found some new old stock. So it never been worn, but it was old stock. And I've, I went ahead and ordered a pair of them and they didn't have my size. And so I took a chance and I ordered a size smaller and they do not fit. Uh, but oh. they, didn't, they didn't have a size larger. 
So I couldn't get that. And I didn't want to get two sizes larger. But yeah, they don't fit. But I've got this pair of 1971 perfectly perfect and calso or whatever perfect earth shoes. And it, they're sitting in my closet with me telling myself one of these days I'm going to put those back up on eBay again. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, they've still got the tags on them. They're that perfect. Oh, so, <laughs> honey. Yeah. Well, that's all right. That's okay. It's just part of my being picky about shoes. Yeah. Well, it's time for me to go. I've got a little closet, my shelves. It's like old bookshelves that hold my shoes. And I need to go through them. Because the thing I do that's so funny, I can't believe we, we're doing the shoe podcast today. Because oh. the thing I do is I don't throw out a pair of shoes till I'm sure that the new pair of shoes isn't going to kill my feet. Well, that's so, smart. And as a result of that, though, I have got shoes that really, they are too far gone. They can't even be <laughs> donated. They're, yeah. they're very far gone. I need to go through that shelf, clean it out good, and get rid of the shoes that I really am not going to wear anymore and that need to... Sad to say, go to the landfill. Yeah, it might be time. But I'm, me. you know, I got all the good out of them. I, I, I'm a hard. I, I'm a. What are the how? How they used to say to me? I, I'm hard on shoes. Yeah. Well, you're a busy person. You do a lot of walking. <laughs> I wish I did more walking. I used to walk every day. Just walk. You know, go for a yeah. walk. But I haven't done that in a while. I need to get back to it. I'm going to see my doctor, and he's going to say, what kind of exercise are you getting? Well, I do Tai Chi about five times a week. That's about the best I can do, Doc. Mm. Well, that's my numbers. <laughs> well, that's better than a lot of people do. Don't get on yourself about it. My exercise is too sporadic. I need to get a routine. About a lot of things, but that too. I need to get a routine about exercise. And then I would feel a lot better about it. Because I'll go, you know, a couple of days without doing that much. And then one one day will happen and my schedule. You know, and I'll find myself cleaning like a mad woman or doing this thing or that thing that this other thing. You know, just when I should have just measured it out through the week. The nice thing about the Tai Chi, I do, I go through it at night right before bed and it, it isn't a, you know, it's not a cardio exercise. So it doesn't stimulate me and keep me awake when I want to go to bed and it's good stretching and all that. But I mean, I need to do, I need, I need to do, like you were saying, regular cardio work Mm -hmm. so that I'm, you know, I'm walking and I'm walking fast and I'm carrying heavy stuff and and all that stuff because like you I just do that sporadically and then as a result I'm like whoa why why am I so tired yeah yeah why don't I have the staying power that I used to yeah that's my thing where's my stamina stamina I gotta gotta do that now because you know I can't I ain't really got time to waste you know what I mean I know I I ain't got time to get into shape at some future date yeah well, why, sh- why should you wait and put it off? Be good to yourself as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I say. That's kind of been a theme for me this last week or so. And I'm trying. I'm not trying to use it as an excuse to indulge myself. I'm, but I'm. I'm really seriously looking at stuff now and saying, well, does this actually add to the quality of my life, and is it necessary? Whoa, that's huge. 
It is. It's different. It's what it is. Sure. My schedule has, has uh, I have the ability to have a very full schedule. That doesn't make anything better. It doesn't make me a better counselor to my friends. It doesn't make me a better helper for my mom. It doesn't make me a better relationship for my, my other friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, so, and it doesn't make me enjoy my life. But right now, I never thought that I would be this old. I never thought that I would say I made it through a pandemic or I'm at the tail end of it, let's say. I never thought that I would see these advances in technology. And I never thought that I would see our democracy going all to hell. So I've lived a nice, long, full life. And I want to I want to keep doing it. <laughs> Me too. But, you know, if I get hit by the milk truck, I want to say, you know what? I did a lot of things that I really enjoyed, but I'm really trying to not be dissatisfied and not be so goal driven that I can't enjoy where I'm sitting at right now. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because I always, I'm, I'm guilty of saying, well, one of these days I'll have this or one of these days I'm going to go here. One of these days I'm going to do that. And, you know, one of these days may or may not ever come for me or anybody else. So instead of just going, well, one of these days I, and then really wanting that thing, I'll have such and such. I'm just going to sit here and go, well, dang, I really like sitting on this porch. This porch is kind of cool. <laughs> it's got it's got its good points. You're laughing. You know what I'm talking about. I am. I am. <laughs> well, and it's something that I've been trying to do, just like you, that I've been trying to do for a while. It's um, uh, hard. And well, and to the thing with that that I did for a while, about 15 years ago, a lot, is that I was tending to people in there. Uh, much later years, later than mine, even late years. And they would lament things like, gosh, I wish I could just get in the car and go, you know, Mm -hmm. and just drive wherever I wanted to. But they couldn't because they were 92 years old and their children had taken their car keys away and said, you cannot drive anymore. (laughs) And so there are things that I do now that not everything I do, but sometimes the stuff that I don't want to do Mm-hmm. or that I kind of resent having to do, I think there's going to come a time if you're lucky and you live long enough that you will look back on this and go, golly, I wish I could get up early every morning and just go to the grocery store and get whatever I want to get. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could do that. Yeah. So especially with stuff that I'm kind of, that I kind of really don't want to do. <laughs> I just think there's going to come a time when you wish you could do this. So yeah. you might as well enjoy it now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of that. If you're lucky enough to live long enough, then that's exactly what will happen. You know, I, I hear, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I hear some older people that I'm around. And they'll say things like that, that they miss yeah. going to the grocery store. Or that they wish they could go out and have their hair done again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just have to realize that there. There's no way that I'll do everything that I wanted to and go everywhere that I've thought about and meet everybody that I wanted. There's no way I'm going to get everything I ever wanted. Nobody does. 
But so I just need to understand that. And I think everybody else does too. <laughs> you get, you feel a lot better when you take your pressure off of yourself uh, as far as I've got to achieve this. I just have to, I have to get to this place or I'm not successful. <laughs> you know, and I talk to people my age all the time who say things like, you know, I just thought I'd be farther along in my career than I am. Yeah. I really thought I would be, I would have, you know, what fill in the blank. I'd own my own home. I would have a farm. I'd do whatever. And I just think, yeah, I, but I've been so blessed and so fortunate and done so many things in my life and been so many things in my life that I don't know. I just can't, I can't look back on 66 years and go, oh, but if only I had worked harder on this thing, I would be rich and famous and whatever today. I'm, I'm relatively healthy. Uh, I have enough money to go to the grocery store, which I did this morning and bought something. I didn't even think about the cost of it. Um, and, you know, and I get to get in my car tomorrow and drive to middle Tennessee. So, yeah, I mean, what is not to love about the life I have? Not a dang thing. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's the right way to look at it, too. I was listening to you and I got so tied up in what you were saying that I forgot what I was getting ready to say. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right, squirrel. <laughs> it's true, though. And so if you have a choice to, to put pressure on yourself and be miserable or just take a look around and be happy, which one, if it's your choice, are you, are you going to make if you actually think about it? And, and, you know, as busy as you are and as busy as I am and as bad as my memory is, I would say that last week when we hung out on the porch and the weather was so beautiful, mm. that was fun. There was no agenda. We just sat there and enjoyed being in the moment and uh -huh. listening to the wind and enjoying the perfect weather. We're going to have to pause here. We're going to have to pause here because my phone is ringing and the answer machine is going to pick it up. And you know what? When I'm, when I'm bedridden at 95, I'm not going to miss that damn thing a bit. That is one thing I will not miss is people calling all the time. And if you answer, they're trying to scam you or sell you a product you don't want. And if you don't answer, you still have to listen to the damn phone ring. Oh, yeah. And. People don't know whether to answer their phone or not anymore because of the scams. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some terrible stuff going on right now. I know it. And, and they, they keep marketing like, well, you know, elderly people, they're not very smart. And they and yes, elder, elderly people do get caught up in some of these things, but it's not just elderly people. No, no. People are very, very clever. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Well, they. they people don't realize how much of their information is already out there. And it's also hard to realize sometimes that these, these programs that are set up, these robocalls, they really are robocalls. There's not a person there dialing a number. So there's a computer there that's going through digital lines and it's checking every single number in existence. 
And so what it does is, uh, same way with computers, uh, these, these uh, spammers, they're checking every single IP address in existence. And they do it with something called a ping. And a ping is like, uh, it's like a digital signal. Do you know what sonar is in the Navy? Yeah. They send out a sound. And if it hits a ship under under the ocean there, then the sound bounces back to them. And they can tell based on the amount of time going by before they hear the sound, they can tell you how far that sub is. They can say, okay, it's going to be so many knots over this way in this direction. Well, it's yeah. the same way with the scammers and the spammers. They check to see if you're going to respond in any way because they've become smarter too. As humans have learned about them, they've learned about what we're doing to get away from them. So they now know that not only do they, you know, there's certain things they listen to. And if it's an actual person that picks up the phone, that's one of them. Oh, ooh, this is a live number. And then they take this live number and they go out on the web and they harvest other information that you might have put out there to sign up for this thing or sign up for this other thing. And now they've got your number and your name. And depending on what you've signed up for, they can start linking you to other things that you've clicked. And they start putting together a profile of you. So that's how come these places know so much about you. And that's how come you get these customized ads that come back to you. So, And I used to get a kick out of it when I'd, when I'd go and do computer stuff. People with like some sweet innocent woman might might call me and tell me blah, 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 blah. And I get over to her computer and it would be eaten up with porno spam. Oh, it'd be yeah. like, well, ma'am, <laughs> you know, and, and she would not have a clue that it was because somebody in that household was going somewhere that maybe they shouldn't. And they were getting some <laughs> porno spam. <laughs> and I, I used to see that all the time and in emails and everything. It's like, and so after a while, after a while, you get jaded. See, I, I I don't expect that I have any privacy. I don't think I have any anything to you know. There's nothing anybody would want about me out there. But there's no such thing as privacy if somebody is determined. That's just yeah. that's a hard reality too. But it's true. It is, and there's just weird little things that I do like. Like I just had an eye appointment yesterday and they said, well, just fill everything out online and send it to us. And I went, hell no, I'm going to come in and I'm going to put it on a clipboard on a piece of paper. Yeah. Because that way you might lose it somewhere in your files or somebody might steal your files, but who the hell cares? Yeah. But if I put it out into the ether somewhere, who knows where that goes? That's, a, that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Even if you are working in the business and you're lucky enough to be able to understand code and read the URL that you're being redirected to, these people, they, they cloak their names and addresses. So I, I was getting all these text messages from a, a, certain, a certain medical office where I go and have a mammogram every, every year. And uh, they just flooding my phone with text messages. And finally I, I finally instead of blocking them I went ahead and looked at the text message and I just just to see what it was and it was them wanting me to click this link and then go ahead and tell them everything about me and 
my history and my birthday, my family history and all that other stuff to save them from having to fill it out when I came in. Yeah. <laughs> if I come in, I have to write it down on a clipboard, you know, on a piece of paper on a clipboard and hand it to them. And then they have to put it in the computer. But if I put it in the computer, they don't have to touch it. You see? And they'll mm -hmm. say, oh, that's more secure because it's there's no humans handling it. But who wants to put that stuff out there? And but and does it even matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, I and you know, that's the stuff I try to be really careful about that stuff. And then, you know, I go to the doctor, and by the time I got out of the doctor and get home, I'm getting a spam phone call for whatever the doctor just told me. Yeah. How's that work? I didn't take my phone yeah. in with me. That's what people know. So how how's that work? And then they have the unmitigated gall to talk to me about my privacy. Here's your official privacy notice. And it's like, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> you, you don't keep any of this stuff private? I don't know where the leak is because I don't have time to look for the leak. Because right. even if I found where the leak was, there wasn't a damn thing I can do about it. Exactly. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, that is. You're right. That's the thing. You know, but, but this HIPAA stuff, you're talking about the HIPAA, yes. the privacy practices. Oh, yeah. They just, that some of that is good. It, what it basically, the way that I understood it was that it was so that you could obtain privacy when you were in a public setting, like in your doctor's office with other people in the office. They wouldn't say your name out loud. And, well, like, and who the hell cares? about oh, that the who the hell cares if the nurse hollers across the six feet from where they are to where the doctor is hey does byron need a blah 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 and he yells yeah get that bitch a flu shot who the hell cares well i mean i never i never knew anybody who had a problem with that but that was one of the that was part of what they explained to me uh, about it guess, you know, okay my whole world is just a, a, I'm, it's kind of an open book in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm probably not as sensitive to that as I should be. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just that your eyes are open and you understand that it doesn't matter. You can be sensitive to it if you want to, but that information is still out there. And the fact is, whatever is digital is your legacy. It will never go away. You might delete it, but it still exists somewhere. So whatever is digital is your legacy. Well, I don't know about you, but I would rather at least have a clue as to what was going on digitally with me. You know, have you ever done a vanity search for your name? Oh, I used to do that. I haven't done it in a long time. It's out there. God knows. Yeah, it is everywhere everywhere so i i do i search for your name all the time golly yeah. <laughs> yeah and somewhere some computer knows that <laughs> and that's another one of those things that i just don't care they can figure it out that me and you are friends <laughs> isn't that funny uh, it's it's creepy and it's just the way life is well the thing about it, i mean it is kind of creepy but the thing that that is annoying about it, I'm just going to say it's annoying, is if I'm looking for an article 
about something that had me in it. Mm-hmm. I, all this other crap will come up that is just so unimportant, but I can't find that one article, that one thing. And it's yeah. like, do I have to wade through all of this garbage? Uh, well, the answer to that. This one little old thing. The answer to that is no, you don't. But what you need to do and remind me and I'll try and send it to you is either A, take a class from Alicia or B, let me just go ahead and send it to you. Um, learn the Boolean search method. And oh, so- I know that. I do know that. That's yeah. how I ultimately find that stuff out. That's it. That's what you do is the Boolean search method. He was a mathematician, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And- and, and it just helps you specialize your search. And, you know, you, otherwise, when you do a multi-word search, it searches for everything that has any of those words in it. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just, it's too much information. <laughs> yes. Too yes. much information. Yep. Well, that's why you want to go off into the woods and hang out there if you get a chance. Like you're getting ready to do. Mm go to a retreat it's, and it's it is in the woods i mean it's in um it's it's in the woods most of the retreat stuff's gonna be inside though to be honest because we are a we have a great big kitchen and Ooh. it's a whole bunch of women so Ooh. i think most of the time we're gonna be cooking and eating and cleaning and prepping food and doing craft stuff i got me some new embroidery thread yesterday so i'm gonna show people how to do motonka dolls oh, and, yeah. um, and we, we're going to be doing classes and rituals. And, yeah, there's going to be a fire. There's a lovely fire circle there. So we'll be out in the woods a little bit. What I kind of need now is just maybe a few days of just literally by myself camping somewhere in the woods. Yeah. Where I sleep listening to, is that a bear or is that just a raccoon mm-hmm. outside my tent? Um, and wake up and it's cold and I've got to start a fire, you know, that kind of, I need that. I uh, need that re-immersion that, thing. You know, research shows that your, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, but your blood pressure goes down on average 10 points if you spend time uh, an hour or more outside. Did you know that? I would believe that unless I'm hauling big stones and slapping off mosquitoes and yeah. all that other stuff. I think that makes my blood pressure go up. Yeah. To be <laughs> I, I love camping in the cool weather. I love being Me outside because the skeeters are gone. And yes. for the most part, the critters are usually quiet and there's a lot of leaves on the ground. So if there's snakes or something, you can hear them coming. Yeah. And yeah. that's just like, you know, it, it's a way that I inform myself. Um, and I remember I remember one night I was camping and I was by myself. I was over at Katrina's place there and they had built a great big giant fire for me the night before because everybody had been out there and we'd actually been telling ghost stories. And then, then I was like, well, I think I'm going to stay. That's all right. And they were all just like, what? But are you crazy? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember staying out there and it was kind of cool. And here had been this big old fire through the night mm. and the embers had still been there. I could feel it through my truck tent. And uh, I woke up that morning and there were uh, ba- two baby deer balled up and sleeping right at that fire. Oh. oh, it was so nice. 
was that wonderful. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was. How could you experience that and not just be so happy to be alive for a while? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I've heard some things. I've seen some things, too, that made my hair stand up. But I've, have you, you know what um, animal I'm talking about if I say lynx? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not really too familiar with them. Uh-huh. But but somebody I found something that I posted up on the Earth Critter page yesterday and it was somebody in Canada who had come across two lynx and they were they were arguing with each other. They had their heads like butted right up at each mm-hmm. other and they were making these insane sounds. I it, there was it was a crazy sound. And I some of the stuff you hear in the woods will just curl your hair. <laughs> well, especially if you don't know what it is, we had um, we've got a family of foxes live in our our backyard here, and and you know foxes late at night when they're mating, that um that is a pretty terrifying sound. Because it's it like, like a little woman, yip 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 yip. No, it's it sounds like a woman screaming. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's horrifying to hear, unless you you know enough to listen and go, oh, no, that's a fox. That's a fox. That's yeah. fox. But it sounds like, ah! oh, terrible, terrible. Wow. I, I'll try and find that sound, too. Yeah. I, I know that cougars have a, a kind of a scary sound when they, when they are doing their thing. And they sound kind of like a woman. Yeah. I think the cutest sound I've ever heard was that damn groundhog, the one that really tortured us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Coming up the driveway there and it didn't know we were on the porch. And it was like it was singing to itself or something. I was like, buddy, I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> and I think he did. <laughs> um our our friends that are staying at Weird Mountain this week, um, she sent me a, a picture of a cat sitting on the porch. And the chair on the porch, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's Freddie Mercury. He uh, he doesn't live there, but he owns there." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, okay, got it. So I shouldn't feed him and let him in." And I said, "Well, I mean, you can feed him if you want to. Don't let him in. I don't know if he's house broke or not." Yeah, tell make sure. Yes, he is. He, he sleeps inside usually, but tell her that he's deaf. So I did. Doesn't... I told her that he couldn't see very well and probably couldn't hear very well. And <laughs> just the right. best thing is to just let him be. Yep. He's he's in the place that he wants to be, is right there. And that's <laughs> and he looks like he was made to be right there on that porch. I know. Right? He just fits right onto there, doesn't he? He does. I'll have to I've I think I've got a didn't I take a couple of photos of him at one time and, and um, like edit them up. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I've got some. You want to put them on the page? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Good Why old not? Freddy. You think he's anybody a, would want to see him? He's a good young and He is. I wonder how what his age is now. It's probably pretty know. old. Yeah. He's, um, he's a little slow, but he doesn't seem... I mean, I don't get close enough to him to open up his mouth and see what his teeth look like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I pet him. I do. And he's we're kind of used to each other. You know, I talk to him every time I see him. Yeah, I, me too. And, and I pet him and scratch him behind the ears and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, 
no, I, I, I do not open his mouth because I don't know him well enough for that. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. He's probably, I think he's about 12 years old. I think. I'll have to double check about that. But yeah, and he's been a good, good fella for over there. He certainly yeah. kept the, the bunny population had plummeted since he's been That's around. good. All yeah. the bunnies can go, man. Go bunnies, go. Go bunnies, go. Yep. Well, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the bunnies eating up my garden. No. I know it's cruel of me, isn't it? No, it's not. You need to have some food too. It's not like you don't share things. Hey, speaking of uh, sharing food with animals, yeah, the latest crow crow episode, the crow episode. Yes, what's going on? They they're getting so familiar, and it's like they're trying to train us. Uh huh. You know, so they'll come, and they know to get close to a certain window and and be loud right there. I love it. I do too, and they're getting to this place where. When they see me, they're not so worried about me. Oh, that I is. I guess they probably just observe me and they're like, oh, no, she's too old and slow. <laughs> she, she won't hurt us. We have nothing to worry about with her. Yeah, they're coming closer and closer when they're eating. And they're getting smarter and smarter about the food. And so it, may, it makes me happy. I like to see them. Now, there's not a... There's not a routine with it. It's not an everyday thing. And I've made sure, I've made sure that they know that unless I'm singing that song, because I started doing it too, mm-hmm. that unless I, if I'm not singing that song, I don't have any food for them. <laughs> because I don't want to, I don't want to have to feel obligated to feed them all the time. Every time I walk outside, you see, so, so we're training each other. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting group of pros, too. There's two of them. There's a group of, I think I've told you this already, there's a group of three and then a group of five. And some, yes, about three of the crows are huge. I mean, humongous, like chicken size. Y'all, once again, we have flittered away much of your time and did not at all talk about anything we discussed in the pre-show. Uh, a friend of mine who also does a podcast uh, sent me a little note saying, now, how do y'all decide what you're going to, what you're going to say? And I said, well, at the pre-show, we we always talk about what we're going to talk about. And then once we turn on the record, we almost never do. So it's a, it's a crapshoot, basically a crapshoot. So there it is. It's kind of what's on our minds as much as anything. Yes. And we bounce off each other. We do. All the time. All the time. Yes, that's true. And you're a natural storyteller. And so it's easy. It's easy to talk with you for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we and we both are natural. We just we're both natural storytellers. It's what we get. I guess so. I don't know. We'll find out in Chattanooga. (laughs) We will. Yep. So I think that your yard man is looking for a sponsor. A sponsor for the this very mm-hmm. own podcast of ours of Aaron yes. of Aaron, yeah, of Aaron. <laughs> yes, I think he is. 
he's he's been working working on some stuff and y'all we we are serious about if y'all want to do some advertising on here we'd love to talk to you absolutely who hears the train no i can't hear it oh you can't. Crazy. Uh-huh. but you can't hear that stuff that's crazy that's cool though that means that the program is working filtering out those sounds and stuff um so i am going to go and pick up some food that i have ordered from the grocery store i'm going to this weekend's is going to be white bean chicken chili and jalapeno cornbread oh that sounds so yummy it's going to be cold and rainy so that'll be well i'm gonna be in i'm gonna be in tennessee uh chopping up vegetables and having a good time with the gals yeah, I hope so you, you have a wonderful time. You too, you too. And I hope you have a real good time. And will I talk to you next week? You know you will. I'll be back in, in town before you know it. Yay! Have a Stay safe. And y'all, thanks for listening. We appreciate you so much. See you soon. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.